Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Ceasefire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 69, and today we'll be taking a look back at the just-completed Steven Bomb 4. I'm GC13. I'm Sophia. Well, this was a great Steven Bomb, wasn't it, GC? <laughs> yeah. Any Steven Bomb where Peridot joins the team is good in my book. Well, technically she joined the team before the Steven Bomb. And that was just a truce. She wasn't a crystal gem until she called Yellow Diamond a claw oh, yeah. right to her face. So I, I think I remember making a prediction ages ago that Peridot would be redeemed by the mid-season finale. Mm. Or at least she wouldn't be redeemed, she would pass the point of no return for redemption, where she basically has no choice. And I was 100% correct. And I just remembered this. By message received, which is apparently the mid-season finale, according to INJQ. Well, it was a two-parter. It was a two-parter. And log date, it could be considered like a, a two-parter with an epilogue, I think. Yeah, it's more like a prologue that we put at the end for, you know, story flow reasons. This is... Well, we've had four Steven Bombs, and this is probably my favorite one. I don't know. I think I think it's tough to top the first one, but I do think that this is at least my second favorite Steven bomb. Well, I wasn't here for the first one, so it never had the bomb feel for me. The Sardonyx bomb was also very good. The second Steven bomb was a little bit good episodes, kind of all over the place, but this one, this one's got a continuous story with a theme. It's got a lot of like good independent episodes. I mean, they we, they started off with the answer, which is just pure flashback, which is basically, here's a little bit of what Homeworld's like. They're not very nice, are they? Well, that that was just pure fandom porn, if you excuse my language, because it is everything that we have ever wanted to know. Like, every second of that episode was something that the fandom has been asking for for months. Yeah, can you believe they just drop a diamond on us like it ain't no thing? I was very surprised. I'm like, they're just gonna show a diamond just like that? You've been very spoiled, this bomb. Yeah, very spoiled. We got to see a, a diamond in a flashback. We got to see... An older Steven. A diamond, like, real time in the flesh, so to speak. Oh, we got Steven's age? I was totally wrong about never knowing Steven's age, and I'm completely fine with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they didn't do it. I'm glad. I like how Connie is 12 and three quarters. Like, that's something... That we've all kind of related to as being a kid. You always add the change to try and make yourself seem older. Yeah. <laughs> and then Connie goes out on the prowl. I'm kind of I'm kind of sad that Steven shrunk back to his normal size. Like a little break in the status quo might have been a little nicer. But... Yeah, I mean, Mabel even took his uh, chin hair there for, for, for her scrapbook. She pounced on him. <laughs> oh man, I remember that. It's from my favorite season one episode of Gravity Falls. I know I remember that one. Yes, I do like Dipper versus Manliness. If if Sadie can have the tiny scar on her cheek as like a permanent character development, I want Steven to like just you can occasionally see a little hair on his chin. They just don't want to spoil it when he goes full on professional beach hunk. They gotta save that up. You need to build up to that. No, they're, they're, they're going, they want people in the audience to faint. <laughs> gotta build up some impact. Then after that, it could have been great. It was great. See, I was expecting, because what was, it was, the gems take a trip to the moon, and the title seemed very ominous, and I was expecting drama within the crystal gems, but it's more just drama directed at Peridot. 
Oh, yeah. Pear Dot, like, way clueless. Oh, yeah. Just insulting their leader straight to their face. Pear Dot is just... I relate to her because she's just really good at pissing everyone off. But you heard Ken and me. We're right there with Peridot. This this could have been great. Like, c- can this still get done? Like, we'll make some tweaks for it so, you know, that humans can, like, inhabit the planet, but, you know, pressurize the spires and everything. I mean, they'll probably do that anyway because they like to have a breathable atmosphere so they can, you know, sound waves. I mean, I think we could make this work. We don't have to scrub the whole colonization project. We just got to make sure, you know, that humans are part of it now. Every day that I podcast with UGC, I have greater and greater doubts that you are a human. I told you I'm an evil robot from outer space. I've been very open about this. Yes. And after that, the... So, the diamond communicator from the previews, it seemed people were like, Oh my god, they've poofed a diamond. And I'm like, guys, they, they didn't poof a diamond. And this time it was... A gem? A gem communicator? Yeah, I I thought it was very unlikely that they would somehow introduce and poof Yellow Diamond in the, you know, right there in the Steven Bomb without her having been mentioned before at all. And, but no, just a communicator. That makes a lot more sense. Well, and then the scene with Steven and Peridot in the truck, it was like... (laughs) <laughs> what I don't know how much the others have told you about the diamonds. Well, they've told him nothing, literally nothing about the diamonds. Just zip, yeah, like none. Oh, can we can we talk about we we were so astonished by the fact that we didn't mention it during the podcast, but I can't believe we didn't mention when we were recording that Ronaldo was not only right about it being a diamond authority, he was right about it being called the Great Diamond Authority. Oh, he was right about the Great? Yeah, it is the Great Diamond Authority. He got- I just- I just thought that the Diamond Authority would be like, okay, yeah, 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 Ronaldo said that, and the fans like the name, but that's not actually what they're called, but nope, nope, the gems called them the Diamond Authority. Ronaldo got that too. I'm starting to think Ronaldo is like Dib from the first episode of Invader Zim, you know, listening in on uh, <laughs> gem communications. And that's not that's not the only Invader Zim vibe I got. You know, when Peridot was in the in the van and you could see her eyes glowing, but her face was in darkness. <laughs> I got serious Invader Zim vibes off of that, specifically when Dib is in the nightmare world and he's meeting the nightmare version of himself. You, you know, he. He's shrouded in darkness and you can only see his eyes. You mean your leaders are just taller than everyone else? No, they have longer necks. <laughs> it's a difference. That's the only Invader Zim thing that I got because I wasn't huge on the show, but Peridot being trapped in the car with just her little eyes was very <laughs> funny. And I like how she's aware that she is lovable. Yeah, she she feels she's so betrayed. I thought we were finally friends like you wanted. Oh, uh, that was tugging on my heartstrings. I'm not gonna lie. Peridot is. I don't know how to think about her. Peridot is great. That's that's how you should think. That then you would be correct. No, I love seeing her on screen. She's so funny. She, but I don't know if she's like a good person or not. Like if she like if she's shown that like so far. All of her strikes at goodness have been, like, a kindness has sort of been... It's a hard-fought battle. Yeah. I mean, look at it this way. She only pushed Greg off the roof once. So, like, improvement. (laughs) Oh my gosh! 
she just stares him down and he's like, uh, and he, she just shoves him. Did we even talk about that? I don't think so. It was, uh, that was, was my favorite one. thing. She just, and then, and then Greg's all like huddled in Garnet's arms and he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, Greg, you're too good for this world. Yeah, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> I, I think Camp Pining Heart stole the show. Yeah, it's, it stole that episode. He's uh. fragile and soft. And then he's like, hey, don't matter how muscular I I, I could be. It's funny because Garnet was referring to the fact that he's just a human and Greg like took it kind of personally. Yeah. Like, like, like you, 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 you shove anyone off a roof. He has been slacking on his workout routine for, you know, a few weeks. Steven's been occupied, doesn't have the chance to train him. Yeah. But, you know, thinking back to the answer, you know, every so often somebody rediscovers... Uh, monster buddies and how centipedal starts out with the humanoid form before going to the monstrous form mm-hmm. well somebody some somebody discovered that and posted it and somebody else mentioned well you know she has the quartz hairstyle in in her monster monstrous forms mm. and that got me thinking her gem is seems to be it would be placed where the where in the humanoid form would be placed in an eye socket don't you think probably um, I need to, I need to look at it. Lots of fan artists have keyed in on that. They usually, since, you know, it's hard to, I don't know how you eat with an eyeball in your mouth, but I'm glad you like it. But remember, the two honor guards from the answer were both quartzes with gems in their eyes. Yes. So gems can definitely replace body parts. Well, we saw a nose get replaced, so why not an eyeball, right? But that made, that got me wondering... Because I did look on Wikipedia, and it says that there is a green form of quartz. I think it was Praziolite. Could that be Centipedal's identity? Could she have been a quartz honor guard before becoming corrupted? I don't know. Her kind of default, like, mannequin form was very sleek and slim. Not, like, ridiculously like Pearl, but definitely not in any way broad. Well, yeah, it's the same body shape the Lapis's gem spat out at first, but we don't know if that's what she... We don't know if that's the form she would have taken or if that's just a, you know, factory default that would then get expanded to whatever it needed to be. But she does have the quartz hair, so it makes me wonder. Did anyone in the answer silhouettes kind of fit the outline of the centipede? Hmm... I don't think so. Otherwise, people would have been... I think people would have been talking about that. I just want to know who those two ones, you know, that looked like they had the helmets. The two ones that looked like they... Yeah, the... Are you talking about the quartz? No, she had... She beat... Pearl defeated the two quartzes first, and then she beat these guys, and then the Rube Cube went in for action. Huh. And... hmm, That is a good question. I like that. I like that fan name, by the way. The Rube Cube. The Rube Cube, that is very, very cute. I enjoy that. So thank you to everyone who promoted that one. Yeah, and uh, does um, Sapphire has very poofy long hair, and it's not necessarily kind of shaggy like the quartz hair we've seen so far, but... I mean, the quartz hair all looks like it would be appropriate on a Saiyan. I'm just saying. Well, what about Rose Quartz? Assuming that she is a quartz. No, that's a very different kind of poofy. She's got She's got her own... She, yeah. She's like, she's a quartz with a stylist, I think. I think she's more, because you, if you have, assuming that you do have different classes of quartz, she could be one that's more designed for leadership. Like, quartz already seem to be well-designed soldiers, but 
Like maybe you have rubies, which are basic soldiers, and then quartz, which are maybe higher up a little, and then you got like rose quartz, which are really impressive. Yeah, well, rose is actually a little bit shorter than jasper, I think, but just a tad. You know, then then you see how important, how much, how elevated instead a sapphire is compared to ruby, who is the same height. Okay, I want to go back to the centipedal. Yeah. If you look at it regenerating. It's kind of hunched over in a fetal position in its sort of skinny humanoid form and it trembles a little bit and there's no hair. And then the hair suddenly poofs out really spiky and then it starts to turn into its centipedal form. Hmm. So I think the hair is exaggerated to fit the centipedal form. It might not necessarily look like Sonic. Because <laughs> that's kind of what it looks like from the screenshot. It's very interesting. So many questions that are unanswered. Like, yes, I'm very thankful that we got how Garnet met. I'm very thankful we know Steven's age. But man, who is the Sensipedal? Who is Lapis? Well, we do have an unaired episode title that promises that we'll learn a bit about the Centipedal, so we can always hope for that, but... Monster Reunion? I feel like we might be cheated. Hmm... Well, we're at least gonna at least gonna get our reunion, I hope. But I think that that's what we really like about the series—the way that they do manage to dole out answers to us. They they don't keep us guessing about everything, but they always give us new stuff to guess about. Oh yeah, every every question answered brings up more questions. But oh boy, not just this bomb, but the previous but the previous few episodes, basically all the Peridot episodes, we've been getting a concentrated blast of story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of inevitable. You add Peridot in the group and she's just going to be a catalyst for just stuff happening. And even, and so yeah, I remember questioning, okay, so now we have Peridot into the story. How many episodes are we going to go before we can start like drifting away from subjects that are strictly about her? And we've already kind of seen that with the answer. There was no Peridot at all. And then Stephen's birthday, she was sort of, you knew she was there, but she backed out. Yeah, she was, she was busy. She doesn't want to take part in these celebrations. So yeah, so like, obviously you can't, you take breaks from characters. Like we've had episodes without Garnet or without Amethyst or without Pearl. And so like to show that, you know, the whole world isn't centered around her, but because I, I love Peridot. I love seeing her. But I kind of, I, I've been wondering when the show will finally get, I guess, tired of her and move on to, you know, the kind of world building sort of stuff, like building the characters, Beach, beach City, etc. But I bring it up because, you know, a lot of people, whenever they say, whenever they get a nightmare hospital followed by Sadie's song, they're like, oh, we've had two episodes that didn't advance the main plot at all, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, me, I'm a little bit nostalgic for the days back in the first half of season one where it's like you got Catfingers, you got Frybo. It's more world building than plot building. So I am happy we have plot. I'm very happy. And I also love the world building in Steven Universe. I don't like to call it filler. Steven Universe has no real fillers because there's always something that does happen. There's something, some sort of message or, or lesson, or, or thing that develops that, like, gives the audience a better understanding of the show that they're watching. So with Nightmare Hospital, well, now we have a little bit of a better understanding of how the cluster works, and there was some development between Connie's relationship with her mom. Like, this wasn't filler, because stuff did happen, and stuff did change. Same with Sadie's song. Sadie and her mom had a better, kind of, better relationship going on in that whole thing. 
but there was zero plot. There was zero crystal gems. This was 100% just Steven and his human half. And so I'm kind of wondering when we're going to get that, where we're going to be going Steven being human and him doing his human stuff, because this especially has been proving more and more of a conflict for him, especially after Steven's birthday. He doesn't feel like a gem, and he also doesn't feel like a human either. Yeah, he's been having that struggle ever since, what was it, We Need to Talk? Yes, We Need to Talk was the first kind of hint. But, I don't know, I'm just afraid that we're not going to get the season one style of world building episodes anymore. Now Now it's all going to be, we're going we're gonna to flesh out the world, but it's all going to be by advancing the plot as well. You know, we're going to learn more about the homeworld, because the homeworld is going to come closer to us and we're going to have to deal with it, rather than just, you know, hey, let me, let me tell you about these gem shards. No, I think, in the end... We will start drifting away from the plot. We will get all this big development. Like, the show will get it out of its system, and then we can kind of settle back. Like, I'm, I am happy that we're getting more plot and more character development, but I don't want that to be everything, of course, because then it kind of devalues it. And, I mean, looking at the new episode titles, I mean, Drop Beat Dad, if that's really about Marty and Sour Cream, where would Peridot fit anywhere in there? Yeah, but that's that's going to be a character-building episode. You're always going to have character-building episodes. I just, I just don't think that they can build up the world the same nonchalant way they used to. Just, you know, hey, here. No. Hmm. Kind of miss it. I think we will get our world-building back. No, we're learn we're still learning about the world. It's just much more task-focused. Like, the, the, the... The kind of relaxed world building. I hope. Yeah, we we have we have a, a season and a half at the least of this show left. They can't just hit us with plot from now on. We get very tired of that. Well, we wouldn't Ooh. get tired of that, but it might devalue it. We wouldn't get tired. We'd get it would woo very very exhausting. These Steven bombs are always exhausting for me. It's basically a week where I can't really spend much time thinking about anything else. <laughs> Yes, you know, absolutely. Me, the super fan. Have you podcasted every episode of the Stephen Bomb? Uh, yes. Wow, good on you, GC. Yeah, it's been uh, like I said, uh, spending all the. I much prefer the weekly format. I've I've said this repeatedly, but it's much easier. I can just take take my time and digest it all. Yeah, and and I do understand the purpose of a Stephen Bomb. I do like them just uh, just occasionally, but. The weekly episode is a lot better for me. Yeah. And we did top the ratings on Thursday. The, ooh. Has Cartoon Network been doing any better? Uh, no, ratings are still in the toilet. We couldn't even break a million and a half on Thursday. Which is a shame, because Message Received was fantastic. I mean, oh, oh, oh. back in the Halcyon days, that would have been 2.3 minimum. That was, that was a spectacular just arc that just shot straight out of the ground the song at the beginning and then and that and that and that shows how the the title could also have meant it could have been great paradox relationship with the crystal gems could have been great but she messed it up by being really offensive but then she got it back again then she she necessarily proved herself she sort of insulted yellow diamond so much that she has no hope of going back to homeworld so she's kind of stuck with them that's like my favorite it's not like she's sitting in a room and on one side is steven and on the other side it's yellow diamond and they're both like calling to her and she has to choose which one to go to and it's really tense and like there's like sweat no she just started like yelling at yellow diamond until she insulted her too much and now can't go back 
Like she does, she ruined her own choice, which I think is great. I think what I think it all came down to Camp Pining Hearts. She knew Stephen was lying to her about there being no more Camp Pining Hearts, and she knew that if if the cluster hatched, it's all gone. <laughs> she made her choice. No, but that she didn't make a choice. She just sort of. Yeah, I know, there is no choice. If, if, if you have Camp Pining Hearts on one side, that's the side you're going to be on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't have to make a shipping chart to know that Camp Pining Hearts is the best. I mean, it, it would take something like Little Butler to even compete with it. Like, You mean the one other show in, in the show? Okay, you know what? I, I, don't need, I don't need you people criticizing everything. Okay? Oh, it's the best show in the show. There are two shows. You see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, you know, we were mentioning ratings before, so we, we might as well mention these in the podcast. We have ratings for the first four episodes. We won't have the ratings for log date 7152 until later in the day on Monday, so the same day this goes out. But you got 1.384 million for the answer, uh, a bit of a dip to 1.347 million for Stephen's birthday. Then, then it goes up a bit, 1.451 million for It Could Have Been Great, and right back down to 1.385 million for Message Received. But, you know, still 62,000 higher than Teen Titans Go, which had the very next time slot and took second place. Yeah, I hear Cartoon Networks has been kind of changing their game. It used to be just 14 hours of Teen Titans Go a day. Uh, it was more like 7 to 9. I'm not kidding. It actually was literally 7 to 9 hours a day for a few weeks. Have they been pulling back on that? Um, from what I hear, I haven't been checking the schedule as obsessively, but it was really heavily Teen Titans Go for a while. And I, the impression I get is that people are saying it's a bit more balanced right now. Yeah, and I hear that Steven Universe is getting some reruns. Yeah, finally. We had several weeks, but now at least we have an hour in the morning on Sunday and then two hours in the evening. So that'll be nice. Today they re-ran three good Peridot episodes and then the Steven Bomb. And next week it's going to be a more assorted grab bag of episodes. It's funny because um, this is eight episodes ago. That's, that's a pretty big chunk of the show. Eight episodes ago we got Peridot and it feels like it was yesterday. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I feel the opposite way. I feel like with Peridot, she's been around for barely any time at all. And yet, you know, being the obsessive analyst I am, I feel like we, we knew her pretty well, despite her only being around for a few episodes. Well, it's just, it's kind of like the feeling, I still feel like Tiny Peridot is a spoiler. And that her being in the Crystal Gems would spoil it. Because I'd, like, I'd see the promos for Steven Universe on the TV and they'd have Peridot in them, I'm like, oh, well, that's that's a spoiler. Like, if someone saw that promo, they'd get spoiled of Peridot. And then I kind of realize, okay, it's been a while, Sophia. It's not that big of a deal anymore. Yeah, I mean, three months. Three months since they nabbed her. Yeah. They caught her and released her <laughs> into Steven's custody, apparently. Now he just needs to do the same to Jasper. He already won Lapis over. He won Peridot over. Now he's going after the big cat. See, I'm still kind of wondering when the show synopses will stop considering it a spoiler and start showing the name Peridot, because up until now, it's been really vague, like a friend or something, like Steven helps a friend who's afraid of thunderstorms. And so I'm kind of wondering when when the friend thing will stop, when, when it'll just mention Peridot by name. That is a very good question, but 
Ooh, this was a good Steven Bomb. Lots to get excited about. I wish we were right back to new episodes, but we will be on break for a little while. Hopefully yeah. not too long, though. They're making noises like we're going like to the, like the next schedule. I hope it's weekly episodes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I couldn't handle another Steven Bomb this soon after. I need, I need time to recover. Oh, yeah. And it's just this has been the year of the bombs. Not, not 2016, 2015. Three bombs in one year. And then the fourth one at the very beginning of the next one, like four days in, and it's just like, <laughs> so I kind of want just consistent weekly episodes for just a while. Yeah, if you gave us two months of just straight weekly episodes, that'd be nice. Because we we have to, we have one year basically, less one week, and we have about twenty five or twenty six episodes left. I hope we can manage. To get through that in this year. Oh, yeah. To get through the season three in 2016? No, to, f to finish season two, at least. Then we, can, then we can start season three in 2017. Ooh, that would be... Oh, that'd be a nice feeling, just keeping all of season two just nice and neat inside 2016. Although, of course, oh. the crew universe has little control over this. Cartoon Network's kind of... Cartoon Network's scheduling department is insane. <laughs> and the leaks... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, it's all accidental. We're not even talking about people downloading, taking information home. We're talking about people carelessly putting out information either to the CartoonNetwork.com website or into their own bumper after super noobs. They just, it, they're just shoving a stick in their own spokes. And <laughs> There were seven posts about that on Reddit within a couple of minutes. Yeah, and I mean, there was no way, no way to avoid that spoiler. Like, it'd be months, months before we probably get that episode, and there's no way you'd be able to shield yourself for this long. That's, a, I don't know. Doing our best to keep Reddit spoiler-free. I, I don't know how Tumblr is handling it. But <laughs> I know our comments. Follow our the right people, section, guys. I know our comments section is already contaminated, so. Oh, yeah. Uh so we have the rest of season two ahead of us. We ha we still have to deal with Malachite, and we still have to deal with the cluster, and we don't know if Yellow Diamond's going to come over and play baseball with us or not. I don't think Yellow Diamond's going to come, but I do think that Peridot kind of screwed us over because she pissed off Yellow Diamond. Telling you, I've got to settle this with a baseball game. Hit the diamond. So it kind of, like, it, eventually stuff keeps going wrong. Reports won't get sent back. Homeworld's gonna get suspicious as to what's going on on Earth, send more people, but Peridot made it happen a lot faster. Now Yellow Diamond knows that something's going on. Mm-hmm. Although, oh man, if Lapis hasn't told anyone, Jasper hasn't sent any reports back to Homeworld or Peridot, and Peridot, of course, didn't say anything, I think Homeworld is still oblivious to the existence of the Crystal Gems. Or at least their survival. And that's really interesting, because... In Facet 5, when the Crystal Gems were confronting Peridot on her screen, Pearl is like, we are the Crystal Gems, we are still <laughs> alive. And she never bothered to report that back to Homeworld. Or it's like she like turns over to like the buddy in her cubicle and she's like, hey, you ever heard of these guys? That's how, that's how she got, that's how Jasper got assigned. Jasper probably volunteered when she heard the Crystal Gems were around. She's like, I'm here for Rose. And then she picks Steven up and it's like, okay, I got what I wanted. Let's go home. But did Jasper know? She didn't know Rose survived. She hoped she survived because she knew the crystal gems were around. 
So Jasper, it might have been that Peridot has told Jasper about the Crystal Gems, but ja but no reports have been made to Homeworld yet. So it might, so... I don't know. Peridot said she was reporting the attack on the kindergarten control room. I think they know. I just think they assume that Jasper took care of the problem. Hmm. Hmm. Then, like, what's the point, Peridot being, oh, it, well, there was an accident landing? I don't know. Maybe she didn't want to say that the Crystal Gems are a big deal. Yeah, direct the attention away. Because they weren't able to... We saw how ineffective their weapons were. So Yellow Diamond would have very good reason to believe that there's no way in heck they could bring that ship down. So if Peridot says that they did bring the ship down, then maybe they send a proper warship with a full marine detachment next time. Yeah, I think if they do know about the Crystal Gems, they consider them threat level zero. Although... Yep. Not oh, even on the board. If Yellow Diamond has, like, a personal involvement with Earth, that means she would have a personal involvement with the Crystal Gems and is very much not happy. So maybe. Oh, so many questions. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gonna be a good rest of the season. A, a good season tetrahedron. I think, it did, I think we did end on a good episode to have a hiatus in, because the last one, too far, you don't end a hiatus on a shipping war. I'm sorry. <laughs> but... Yeah, that was it was a good it was a good episode to close the bomb off, and I and I don't mind us having a little bit of time to digest everything, but I I do hope we get back at it soon enough with a with a new episode every week. Yes, can only cross our fingers and hope. Yes, yes. Guess uh, we will see you all next week. We'll be talking about something. Don't know what yet. Until then, I'm GC13, and I'm Sophia. Leave us a review on iTunes. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.